welcome to this week's episode of The Sensational Kids Show. In today's episode, Archie and I will be talking about alexithemia. Hi, Archie, and welcome again. Hi again. <laughs> so tell me, we are, are thinking about chatting about some lesser-known traits mm. of autism and neurodivergence, and today we are going to be talking about alexithemia. How do you define alexithemia? I would see it as difficulty understanding what's going on inside of your body, whether that would be emotions, uh, and I think a form of interoception as well in difficulty understanding your like literal internal functions. Yeah, I think it could be best described as just struggling to know how you feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you if I if I look at some kind of definitions. Um, a broad term, as you say, is to describe it as having problems with feeling emotions. Um, and I think, in fact, it says that it's, um, it's a Greek term that was used in Freudian psychodynamic theories. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it loosely translates to no words for emotion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And apparently um, estimated that about one in 10 people have it. I would dispute that, to be honest. Really? What would you say, higher or lower? I would say anecdotally, I would say it's a lot higher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it is, um, it is not just specific to autism and, and neurodivergence. You can, you actually, it does come with some neurological conditions like brain injury. You can. Oh, have. that makes yeah. sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if we think about, um, I know some people would say that they struggle to, um, they might describe themselves as having difficulty expressing emotions that are a kind of socially appropriate, like happiness on a joyous occasion. Mm. And others would say that they just can't identify their emotions. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, it is like almost every other part of the human brain along a spectrum. Oh, just, you froze. Uh, Sorry, you just froze out. for a second there. Should we just? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that again. My computer does that sometimes. That's all right. Um, what was the question? <laughs> so I was just saying, yeah. What's your take on? Because you were saying every every part of the brain. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, yes. Um, a lot of um, human activity and human like neural activity exists on a spectrum, and one that isn't just a straight line from like least to most, but in like. Yeah varying different ways. So alexithymia could be, I struggle to know how I feel, but I recognize that I feel quite anxious sometimes yeah. and I can't quite unearth the emotions underneath that. Or it could be, I never know how I'm feeling. Or it could be, I don't really feel happiness as strongly as other people or sadness as strongly as other people. It is a very individual thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, um, yeah, as you say, it's 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 a spectrum, right? And would you say that it can? So, do you know people who have alexithymia or who identifies having alexithymia? I do. Um, I do. I'm trying to think. It's a bad idea to name people on the show. So, I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> don't name people, but just yeah. If you just yeah. think of, um, um, I do, and they struggle a lot with putting into words how they feel. Okay. Um, they're very good at like 
doing physical activities and stuff like that. Um, but when they get stressed and overwhelmed, they kind of really shut down. Okay. And you can, you can okay. see a lot of the internal difficulty happening like on their face. Okay. Um, and at the same time, they, they aren't really betraying many emotions. It's, it can be a really internally contradictory and difficult experience. Okay. Okay. So it's more about not that they don't feel their emotions. They just don't know what they're feeling. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's probably like a misconception, right? Like the autistic people don't experience emotions as strongly as other people. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. So it's, do, we just can't find them. Okay. Or, or express it. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I guess you would, if you have um, alexithemia, you can experience things like anger, confusion, reading people's faces. Oh, yeah. Um, just discomfort, would you say? Just mm. um, discomfort is a good word for it, especially when yeah. you don't really know how you feel, but you know something's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, Panic. I imagine that yes, that yeah, no, especially when you're in a situation where there's a lot of sensory overwhelm and yes. there are expectations. When you can't access your emotions as quickly as your peers, yeah. you can have a lot of panic and anxiety. Yeah. And I guess that would, you know, you start identifying that by having so you'll know actually my heart rate has increased. I'm feeling um I I've described it before as like inside it feels like everything's just <laughs> and hello to you too, doggy. Oh, so okay, hold on. I'm gonna put him in the lounge and then close the door. Would that be okay? Okay, yeah, that's fine. No worries. <laughs> oh Yogi. Okey doke. He does this all the time. It's hilarious. <laughs> we love it. Uh, that's funny. Um, my mic sensitivity a little bit too. No, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, and I think it's it's that feeling of you know you have this increased heart rate, you have a dry mouth, you are feeling jittery, but that can be that you are anxious it can be that you are panicked yeah can be that i am hungover <laughs> yes that is you actually a, quite a big one yeah, yeah yeah and and it's then actually trying to think what is it that i'm feeling you know because you can be it's that point of actually you you can be so excited and elated that it puts you in this like red zone. You know how they talk about like the the zones of regulation. I don't know if you've heard of those. You know, I don't think I have actually. Haven't you? Okay, um, you've gone a bit silent. Sorry, I'll just turn you up. Oh, that's um, just turn my mic down a bit. I can okay, that. no, that's fine. Um, yeah, so we can. So there's this. Um, uh, it's like an emotional curriculum that they use to teach kids emotions, and they talk about the blue zone the green zone, the yellow zone, and the red zone. Okay. And that is, you know, it works 
well for a lot of autistic kids, but for a lot, it also doesn't work. So what they're saying is that when you're in the yellow zone and they quite often start um, in schools, they use it incorrectly and start saying that it's about um, how naughty you are. So it's bad to be Uh, in the red zone. And so they'll say, we don't ever want to be in the red zone because the red zone is, you know, but actually what we say, what we, what we want to say is that all feelings are good, right? You need to feel there's no wrong emotion. Mm. If you are feeling angry, that's fine. But some people start to say, actually, we don't want you to feel in the red zone. And, and I think that becomes quite tricky for kids who are so literal. Um, you know, and, and if you think about being, you can be, I can be. And so we say, if you're in the red zone, you kind of lose control. But I can be so excited and so happy that I can't control myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, like a mania. Yeah. But or not even that, just I'm just so, so, so excited that um, I'm going on holiday or that I'm seeing someone I haven't seen for a really, really long time. Hmm. That's not a bad thing, right? I don't need to get out of that zone. I just need to maybe take a deep breath so I can get control of myself and not run around like a mad thing and go, oh, I'm seeing my dogs later. Um, (laughs) And I think that that makes it really difficult. You know, it's that how close you are to that, you know, you can be excited and you can be scared and they can be really, really close. So trying to figure out what it is that you're feeling, you know, I think that can be a really big, a big ask. Mm. I think you make a really good point in bringing up the confusion that can be felt between positive and negative emotions. Yeah. Because I think um, alexithymia can be talked about a lot in the perspective of negative traits. Yeah. Positive traits like excitement can get confused for anxiety and traits like um, joy <sighs> can get very, conf- can like have a lot of fear intermingled with it. So you do make a good point. When you were talking about, what was it called? The um, the different ranges, the yellow to red of emotion. What oh, the zones of regulation. Um, do they get just kind of um, replaced with how calm a child is acting in school? They, I think in schools they are used not always correctly. Okay. So they would say, you know, everyone is striving to be in the green zone. Green zone means I'm I'm ready to learn, and and so. Mm. My point that I try to make when I when I see schools use it is that actually we need to show kids that all emotions are okay. So yeah. if I'm in a class and and they go around and they'll say, um, oh, what zone are you in today? Oh, I'm green, I'm green. I'll often go, do you know what Miss Anissa is or Mrs. Blore is? I'm in the blue zone today, guys. I'm feeling quite tired. And I'm a little bit sad because when I'm tired, I get sad and I don't think as well. Mm. And, you know, that's okay. Or I will say, actually, guys, I am, I'm in the yellow zone because I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried that I um, have so much stuff to do and I'm not going to get it done on time. Or I'm a bit worried that I didn't get something done. Um, you know, and we just don't model emotions enough, I think. Okay. Kids, I think as as 
as educators, as as therapists, there's always this fear that we need to almost not show emotions. Yeah, I can get that. You know, like in 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 classes, you'll often get teachers where they will look really annoyed and they'll be like, you know, like I, I go into classes where they're like 30 kids in a class and the teachers like, you know, you can see them feeling really frustrated and annoyed. Mm. They don't say it. They just like slam things, you know, instead of going, actually, guys, I'm feeling really frustrated right now because I've asked you guys to please get your books out and put the date or whatever it is. Um, you know, so I'm just going to step outside for two minutes and do some deep breathing and organize myself and come back in. You know, that's, we expect, we expect kids to be able to do deep breathing. We expect them to be able to take a moment to reflect, to regulate themselves, but we don't show them that we do it every day. Like we don't show them how we're doing it. Does that, does that, that make makes sense? a lot of sense? That makes a lot of sense. Like if you, you know, I, and I see it so often, I see, yeah. And, and, and if we don't actually show kids that it's okay, then how will they know that it's okay? You know, or how will they say, like, sometimes I will say, you know, it's okay to say to your kids, I'm actually feeling quite overwhelmed because I'm feeling so many things and I don't know what they all are. So just bear with me. Um, yeah, I think you make a really good case for um, expressing emotions because I think when you're neurodivergent yeah. and you have alexithymia or you have it to a certain degree, if yeah. you were to go into a school system, there is a lot of stuff that isn't said that you're supposed to kind of pick up on. Or a lot of stuff that isn't said that should be said. And if you're alexithymic, is it alexithymic? Um, let's say it is. If you're alexithymic, then <laughs> um, it can be really difficult to model your own emotions based on the models that other people are giving you because those yeah. models won't work. Yeah, yeah. And, and what I look like when I'm disappointed is not what you look like when you're disappointed, is not what Johnny looks like. Do you know what I mean? And so saying to a child, so I had a, a little kid came to me and he said, um, he, he's struggling at school. And I said, you know, what, what is it about school that you find so difficult? And he said, I think I'm, I, I think I'm constantly dis disappointing the teachers. And I was oh, like, okay okay, why do you feel that? And he said, well, because they made me these little cards and they showed when my face is, or when a teacher's face is, is, looks a certain way, that means that they are sad with what I've done or that they're disappointed with what I've done. But I don't always know, you know, what it is that I've done. They'll just show me this card. Um, oh, imagine, imagine just, you know, living your your like going to school and being permanently worried that you're going to disappoint someone just because you're not sitting upright or because you're fidgeting, you know? And I yeah. think it's, um, it's so unfair. It's so wrong of adults to put a child's behavior on their emotions. That makes, that makes you very uncomfortable thinking about a, a teacher doing that. Um, yeah. And it, it happens, you know, it's, it's um it's not owning your emotions. It's like saying, so I did a little 
podcast a few weeks ago about um because my best friend has always said to me you know you make me feel sad you make me feel happy and i've got this real thing about actually i can't make anyone feel anything unless i have yeah. a gut to the head but actually you can feed off of people's emotions right yeah so if i'm really really happy and excited that will um oh there was a word for it emotion emotion contagion so oh, it, nice. it kind of rubs off on you right mm. if i feel appreciated then i will radiate that and i will say you know maybe have someone else not make them feel appreciated but allow them to feel it i think more like it yeah give um, them the space to open up like and that. so that's and so that's a really interesting one as well you know when teachers say you're making me really sad right now because you're not listening it's like well actually mm. i'm you know you can't you're choosing to feel that way or you are not regulating yourself enough um yeah. and and are you feeling sad or are you frustrated you know there's so many other words for emotions that we we can use but we just don't know them you know and i think when you say that actually it is more than 1 in 10 i think you're absolutely right i think it's you know if you if you think of say the just the autistic population i'd say <clears throat> you know 50% or more oh yeah but also i think just you know even neurotypical people can have this moments of alexithymia where they just don't know what they're feeling right yeah that makes sense and then they maybe call it something else i don't know have you ever had that where you don't know what you're feeling yeah it happens quite regularly yeah um, <laughs> same thing um i find it to be the most overwhelming when i'm by myself although i know for a lot of other people it can be the other way okay and i think what you said about um difficulty expressing emotions and like emotion contagion uh, is a big reason why alexithymic people can feel very out of place sometimes um, yeah. around other people who are very openly emotional don't speak in monotone ways or like exaggerate their emotions there are obviously neurodiverse people who are wildly expressive yeah um but i think that if you're going to surround yourself with neurotypical people and you are neurodiverse and they aren't willing to understand then you're probably going to feel out of place for a number of reasons and that alexithymia and emotion contagion issue is going to be one of them Yeah. Yeah. Um it's really interesting isn't it? It's just mm, it's cool. It's it's fun to kind of think and talk about. Less fun to experience, but that's a whole other thing. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Well, <laughs> no. I think it's it's I think it's really interesting what you've said there that it it you feel it more when you're on your own. Mm. And I think yeah. I I can see that like there when you I think when I personally am surrounded by lots of people it's easy to just kind of push it away and dampen it down and just mm. reflect back to them so they're all happy and smiling and I'm like okay I'll just marry you I'll just do that and actually when you take a moment and you are on your own then you have to kind of sit like they say sit with that feeling right mm. and then you're like oh my gosh okay but and then i well i certainly then try and 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 analyze why am i feeling like this you know um 
and then have to say to myself, it's not wrong to feel those things. We just need to think about, you know, is it, is it serving a purpose? Is it serving me um, in, that, in that moment? Because I think, you know, it's, um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Yeah. 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 And I think it's, you know, it, it's probably why, as you say, you, people who have alexithymia can come across as being out of touch or, you know, um, apathetic or just not interested. But it's, it's right. You, you know, we, we need to make sure that the people we surround ourselves with or that we choose to be with mm. completely get us. Yeah, or at the very least, don't try and make you fit to their standards of what people should look like. Yeah, yeah, what they should feel as well, you know, and when they should feel it. Mm. Um, cool. Um, so I'm just thinking if you, you know, they, in terms of if, if someone says, what can I do about it? I have alexithymia. What can I do about it? You know, there are... I would say starting to just, I mean, I don't know. Okay, what, what will you say? Because <laughs> I feel like um, I'm talking a lot. Uh, oh, I get that all the time. I always ask questions when I feel like I'm talking too much. Um, I think alexithymia is always going to be internally difficult to some degree. I'd say there are two environments which you'd want to focus on, like when you're by yourself and when you're with others. Yeah. With others, you want to be around people who are going to accept you or at least care enough about you to want to or around people who feel it the same. Like I feel my most comfortable around other neurodiverse people. Yeah. When you're by yourself, there are some ways that you can identify how you're feeling. I'm going to bring it up just so I can remind myself. That's but when you, when you have an emotion that isn't just in here, you obviously have that physical, like, physiological yeah. reaction as well. And for people who are um, alexithymic, there is an ability, well, I say an ability, you can sometimes work out how you're feeling based on your physical um, kind of, it's called bodily topography. Yeah. Um, and so, like, for instance, if you feel um, kind of very angry, you'll get lightheaded, you'll get a lot of, like, um, kind of heat, as it were, in your fists, in your chest. If you feel very low, you could um, get that all around like your arms and your external limbs and stuff like that. If you feel a lot of um, happiness, kind of your whole body will light up, but your head and your heart the most. Yeah. Um, and I think that using words that are less based in emotion and kind of identifying with your body how you feel. So like sitting down and, and going, okay, when push comes to shove, how does my body feel right now? Because your, your body will not lie to you. Yeah. Your, your brain will try and force situations that happen, but your body cannot lie. Yeah. And so if you feel a certain way, um, listen to your body and how you feel and bring up, I think it's, if, you, if um, anyone was listening and they wanted to search this up, there was a paper done on it. But if you were to search up um, alexithymia bodily topography. Okay. Um, so bodily, B-O-D-I-L-Y, and then topography yeah. is just topography. Yeah. Why don't I choose that word to spell out? Anyway. Um, you'll find like <laughs> an image of I think it's there's 14 different photos of like how you feel in certain emotions okay. how it reflects on your body that could help somebody with alexithymia understand how they feel 
without having to go through the pain of going, okay, what is going on in my head? Yeah. And I think what you said earlier is that it's so, it is basically your interoception, right? Yeah. And, and I think I always say, you know, like what you were saying, a, a good measure that's, that's consistent is your heart rate. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. So either just, and I teach kids to just feel their pulse up by their jugular. Oh, smart. Because that's quite a big one. Because I, I always panic when I try and feel my pulse, my wrist, and then I think, oh my god, I can't feel anything. I'm dead, you know. And I, <laughs> I think I'm pressing so hard. Am I feeling it in my finger? Or, but you know, just showing kids just that jugular there, mm. and just feeling it, um, or getting like a a, a smartwatch. And just thinking, okay, my heart rate is doing this. When was the last time it felt like this? And like starting to learn to think about it that way. That's a good question. That's a good one. You know, and and think about, okay, um, what what is my heart rate doing when I'm sitting still? What is it feeling? Because you can physically feel your heart beating, right? And sometimes you can actually, well, I can sometimes see my heart beating in my chest from my t-shirt, you know, like, it, oh, it's, really? like it's moving. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I just, you know, like when it's really racing. Um, yeah. So I think that would also, as you were saying, just what am I feeling, you know, make you a bit more aware of, you know, is it anger versus excitement versus fear? Um, and I think writing things down, you know, writing down, how are you feeling so you can start making those connections and making like finding those patterns as well, you know, for yourself and go, actually, when this happened, my heart rate was this and that had happened beforehand. So yeah. Okay. I can see a pattern. Um, yeah. And, and I think that can then help you to identify, um, emotions and, I know that it's, you know, it's not just as you were saying about the negative emotions, but also the positive ones um, and just how important they can be. So, mm. yeah. That's a really smart idea, although I don't think I could do that. I have a real, like, it's gross. I feel I hate the fact that I can feel my heartbeat. I don't like it. Okay. But that is a smart move, like, especially with the idea of them doing pattern recognition. Like, when did you last feel this way? Yeah. That, yeah. That would, that's yeah. a much friendlier way of putting it for kids. Yeah, or just or just writing it down, you know, even if you don't make patterns yet. Um, I think just yeah, writing it down or um I use voice notes a lot. So I'll record little oh, yeah. voice memos. Um and I have some like I was I was listening back to some of them where I was like just sobbing and I'm like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way today. And it was like, you know, because <laughs> oh, that wow. was the the only way to get it out is to, you know, because when you you speak to people sometimes they're like oh but why you know why and you're like actually i i don't know sometimes i just feel sad you know um and that's okay um yeah it took me a while to learn that sometimes my emotions are just out of my control yeah yeah and i think that's um that is 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 a hard a hard thing to learn and to accept right mm-hmm. yeah Cool. Especially if you've got PDA or something similar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, so um, that is alexithemia. 
And I think, you know, if you, if, um, I don't know if you have any final words on alexithemia, Archie, but I was just going to say, if you are concerned or you don't know what you're feeling, then, you know, I would say look up alexithemia bodily topography or look up, you know, speak to someone. Um, There's some really good tests on embrace autism. I think it's embraceautism.org or .co.uk. Okay. They have an alexithemia test. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And I think also not being afraid to say, I don't know what I'm feeling. Yeah. Is is really useful for yourself, but also the people who, who, who care about you. I think when you're young, you're kind of taught to say, I feel happy or I feel sad. You aren't really taught to say, I feel neutral or I feel both. You, yeah. When you grow up, you, you get the words to describe how you're feeling. It just takes yeah. some time. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Well, thank you for that chat. That was great. And I'll speak to you soon. Yes, Bye. I'll speak to you later.